So where do I begin? It was 19, no, just joking. Hi, I'm Tony Estes. Welcome to the relaunch of the Before the Pop podcast. To give you a little bit of a background um, about the podcast, I started it prior to the pandemic. I did like three or four episodes. Then the pandemic happened and I was just like, eh, I just got blah, the pandemic was not fun. It was fun at first and then it took a left turn and wasn't fun no more. So, um, but after we kind of started getting out of it, I was like, you know what? Those conversations need to be had. Let me tell you where I came up with the idea. It came from a couple of different places. Um, I am a singer, songwriter, mom, wife, right? Um, I've been blessed and I'm super grateful that I was able to do some amazing things in my singer songwriting career very early. And when people ask me about it and ask me how I got to the Whitney Houston stuff and ask me how I got record deals and I explain it, it sounds like I did it in a weekend, right? It sounds like I did it in a year when that's like so far from the truth. And you will find that most successful people have a long, journey, right? And I think that today's, I feel like an old lady saying that, these children today, not like that, but I feel like kids today, partially because of the internet and what um, social media has the ability to do as far as making you an overnight um, success is a part of, I'm gonna say the problem because it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but it, it sets up unrealistic expectations for people trying to go after something, right? And so they're looking at their friend that did 10 videos and all of a sudden it went viral and boom, that's it, right? Um, that's generally not how it works. So the purpose of Before the Pop is to talk to people that are killing and, and listen to what their story was and how they got to where they were. Originally, um, my plan was to have conversations with people in music, whether it be behind the scenes or in front of the camera. But the more I thought about it, I was like, no, we need to do everybody. We need to do everybody that has had some success. And I think the reason that it changed for me and not being just music is because I have two babies, right? And they're not babies, babies like that. One is 14, one is 11, about to be 12. And um, I just want them to know that things don't happen overnight. And every person has some raggedy stuff in their story. You know, when you hear interviews, you hear about what are they doing right now? Um, what record do you have out? What cure did you come up with? What, what, how many sales have you had in this extremely um, successful business? That's what people focus on most of the time in the interview, which is amazing. But I wanna hear about when you almost quit. I wanna hear about when you lost your car because you put all of your money over here and it didn't quite work out like you were expecting. That's what I wanna hear about. Because for me, those are the things that are the most inspiring. They're the most inspiring. Um, and when you're going through your raggedy phase, when you're trying to build something, whatever that is, 
when you can look at somebody successful and hear their story of how it went for them, and they say, oh, girl, no, that's, oh, that's the only thing you, oh, that's, oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you what I did to correct this situation. People's stories inspire me. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with documentaries. Like, I just, I just love, I love a bunch of important information. I also love like kind of useless information too. Um, but I think that's super duper important um, to talk to people that have done something great in their field. I have a bunch of doctor friends. Tell me what it was like going through medical school. I have a bunch of attorney friends. My son wants to go to law school. Tell me what the, the law school process is like. Don't just, I mean, cause it's evident that you're shining now and you're killing and you're successful and you're making all the money now. But what was law school like? Do you have a bunch of student loans? How did you pay? All of this stuff, like there's a saying that goes, success leaves clues. And what does that mean? It means that the people that are successful, as they move on, they leave little tidbits for us to pick up and expound on to either make the journey easier or to um, skip over some stuff that we don't necessarily have to go through. And I want to end the idea um, that psh, I went through it. They can go through it. Too. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like so often people try to build businesses and they got somebody that's close to them, may not be super close, but somebody in their vicinity that could give them information and they just don't share it. It's like, what? Oh, that's not, no, let's, that, let's do better on that, right? I co-wrote three songs on the Whitney Houston album, My Love Is Your Love. I was nominated for a Grammy for that. Um, I sang on the Next Friday soundtrack. I sang backgrounds on all kinds of stuff. I sang backgrounds in, um, with Gladys Knight on Gladys Knight's album, um, John B. I sang the theme song for All of Us, which is a show loosely based on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. So I, I've done, and, and I've done a lot of other things. I can't have remember half the stuff I've done, right? It's, it's not odd for me to hear something like, what is this? I'm like, oh, that's me. Like randomly in the grocery store, right? Random, right? However, people see that or hear about that and feel like that just happened. Nana, nah. let me tell you about my before the pop. My father's a musician. I was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wanted to sing, I'm gonna do some shows, and then did the shows, fell in love with that. Um, now I want a record. I did my first demo at 12, and I did a song by Donny Hathaway called Love, Love, Love. It might just be called Love, but Love, Love, Love. Why did it take so long to come to me? Oh, baby. Just, just, ooh, and his rich, just, just dope, 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 right? Did that when I was 12. Did several demos after that. Working, doing shows. I did every possible thing I could do in my town, right? Um, and I had, you know, like we sent a demo. That was when back when tapes were, you know, like cassette tapes. Do the demo, had a cassette tape. We put together this package. My dad would, took some pictures. My friend's mama was a photographer. We put this whole package together and mail it to all the record companies, right? 
And what would happen is record companies would call us back and be like, oh, this is dope. We're so interested. Andre Harrell, which is uptown, just a legend, right? Called my house and talked to my dad. And he was like, oh yeah, we love this, yada, yada, yada. You know, trying to get it going. And you know, kind of like, just like this Anita Baker. You know, he was saying all of this stuff and my daddy was like, okay, so you do know she's 14, right? He gets quiet on the phone like, huh? It's like, she's just 14. Because my voice sounded like it sounded when I was 14, nobody really knew what to do with me. It's like, she a little kid, she sound grown, but I mean, nobody know what to do with me. So that was a little discouraging, right? So we pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Went to LA, did demos. My first demo was a song that was written by Babyface and John John. And Babyface had demoed it, so I had on my first demo demo in LA, Babyface was singing backgrounds on my demo. Huh? Where they do that at, right? So a lot of times it could feel like, oh, this is gonna be it, He, this is it. It still took a couple years after that, right? I got signed two or three months before I graduated high school, which was like, Oh my God. And if anybody that's in the music business that know, and probably any a bunch of other genres, it always feels like, oh, this is gonna be it. Oh, we're about to blow up. Like what I say, like it was that was the thing, right? It felt like, oh, here we go. Child. I had that record deal for a couple years. They changed uh regimes a few times. The first president was like, oh, she's incredible. The second president was like, oh yeah, she's really good. The third president was like, eh, she alright. Some years go by. I happened to work with Rodney Jerkins and we were all coming up at the same time. Like when I was 19, Rodney was 19. Like everybody was teenagers. We were all just sparkles in our eyes and doing the Hollywood thing together. And um, he approached me about writing for Whitney Houston. And that's how I got the Whitney Houston stuff. From the time I was six, I was obsessed with Whitney Houston, but it took years on years on years on years on years to actually get to that. Then after that, I got another deal. Then the, then the Friday soundtrack, it's, it's a long journey. It don't happen overnight. Anybody to tell you it happens overnight, question them, ask, ask some more questions because it just does not happen overnight. When me and my husband first got married, um, he was still working like a regular job. He was working for someone else and he wanted to start a business. And we had um, a, who we love dearly, a mentor couple. And they are like my parents' age, um, 60s or whatever. Um, Joseph and Kathleen High, we love them to death, right? My husband and I would look at them as 26, 27, 28 year olds and think, Dang, they just, they just got everything. And, and feel like we need to be on their level and feel like we were behind and feel like all of these stupid things, right? Joker, Joker's been in the game for 20, 30 years longer than you have. Why the crap do you think you're supposed to have the same things they have at such, like, no, you ain't put in the work. You ain't put in the time. You ain't, you haven't done it yet, right? And um, now I get tickled by it because I'm like, oh, that's that youth talking to just youth to have you just on some bull um, and have you stressed out. I'm gonna tell you a couple things that I know for sure. 
you're not too late. I don't care how old you are, right? It's not too late. You can do it whenever you decide to. Be encouraged. It's not, success is usually not this smooth. Oh, and I just did this and I just pulled up to the doors. It's like all up under the thing. Come When you finally get there, your wig is crooked, your shirt is toe up, but you made it, right? Um, and that's, 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 that's what Before the Pop is about. I want to encourage people. I want to give people information that will help um, create their blueprint. I just want to inspire people. That's, that's, that's the whole point of this. Um, that even though they're shining, you see people shining that are doing what you want to do ultimately, they had to go through some stuff to get there. And so you're not alone. Ask questions, do all the things that you need to do, but just know that you're not by yourself. Anybody that's killing felt like they was being killed probably <laughs> at one point, you know what I'm saying? Follow us on um, Instagram, for the pop on Instagram. Follow my YouTube page, which is the Tony Estes channel on YouTube. And there will be a playlist with nothing but the Before the Pop episodes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. If you have somebody that you wanna be on the show, inbox me, you can inbox me or you can inbox the Before the Pop podcast, Instagram page, you can shoot us an email, whatever. And let us know somebody that's doing dope things that has a dope story um, so I can talk to them. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. I'm excited. Um, subscribe, like, and share, and let's get this party started. All right, see you soon. Bye.